When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Today is Monday, April 26th, a day after Chicharito scored a hat trick. He had Dignity Health Sports Park rocking. It was an exciting time if you were there. If you're one of the lucky fans, about 6,000 fans or so were there. It was an awesome atmosphere. And today we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the victory. And here joining me today, we got Katia Castarena from ESPN. Katia, how are you doing? Hi, Gio. Hi, Damien. All good. So I'm very happy to be back to be talking about what happened this weekend with the L.A. teams. And like you mentioned, the L.A. Galaxy and Chicharito being the star uh, of Sunday's uh, game. And overall, just that hat trick and and the way he's been performing with five goals after two games with the Galaxy this season. Yeah. And we also got Damien. Damien, welcome to the show. How you been? Thanks for having me on. Looking forward to talking about Chicharito. We're calling this Chicharito season. So we definitely it. are. We, de- we, de- we definitely are. <laughs> yeah, um, this, is, this is it. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> so, yeah, no, it is, it's been exciting, right? So, like like I said, it, it was an exciting time. Um, but I want to talk about I would talk about the atmosphere when the, when the game started. Because to me, I don't know about you guys, but it, it completely felt different. Like, just being at the scene and being at the scene with fans – and then just just a lot of the unknowns still, right? We saw what Chicharito did in the first game, but there was also a lot of things of like, will he score again? Is 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 he is he proven to score again? And obviously, it was an exciting time. But Damian, what did you think of the experience at Dignity Health Sports Park? It, it sort of felt like old times. Um, I know it was only, I guess they announced it as what sixty eight hundred plus, but uh, it felt like old times. Fans were there cheering, chatting all game. Uh, it sounded a lot, a lot louder than you know, just sixty eight hundred people there. So it felt, it felt good to see the fans back there, and finally for them to see the team that they hadn't seen on the field in LA really since what last March. Yeah, Katya, how, how did you, how did you feel about the experience being back there at Dignity Health Sports Park? Yeah, it was awesome. Like Damon was just saying, it felt like old times, and it's such an important element and a part of the game. Just having the fans there, it, it just makes all the difference. When we'd be at the stadium before during the pandemic and just, I don't know, the silence, it felt like a scrimmage at times, even though it was the regular season going on. So just having that element of the cheers, the energy, the fans being there, just loud and enjoying the game. It's just part of that atmosphere is, is just so great. Yeah, and another thing that was also interesting, right? We saw we saw uh, the Victoria block, right? The, the supporters section, obviously, it was limited, but they were loud. They were a lot louder than than you know than, than you expected because they didn't they didn't have you know the the full capacity. But 
you know, you start to see how passionate, right, the the the, the Victoria block is really going to be, and how the atmosphere really changes. And you know, Chicharito scoring that first goal on that side just made it even better. You know, just for him to show off to, to the fans, and you know, him that the fans chanting his name that must have been a great film. What what did you think about that, uh, Damien? Yeah, um, I mean, back to the the whole empty crowd thing. I sort of enjoyed that last year. Because, <laughs> you did? <laughs> because you know, it was weird because at some points you can hear the guys talking. Yeah. Like, true, you know, true, true. watch the run and all that stuff. And then you can watch them. You can hear them, you know, when they mess up, you can hear them curse. It was like, oh, you know, we messed up. So it was a little, I mean, that was okay. But, um, but yeah, if, if I had to, ju- if, if I had to pick one, you know, Sunday it's, with fans, it's totally, you know, better. Um, yeah. The Victoria block was loud. You know, they were when I when I pulled up, they were, you know, they were getting, they were walking around. You saw fans like getting getting ready for the game. Um, yeah, it was fun to have them back. Yeah, and I think they also had an ice cream truck. I don't know if you guys saw that. I was walking into the stadium, and they had like an ice cream truck, you know, welcoming fans back to, to the stadium. You know, they had music and stuff. So it, to me, I was like, dang, this is like the old times. You know, you, you you can you can feel the vibe, you can feel the energy just walking into the stadium. Now that were there were actually fans yeah. there. We're tele- tailgating, so yeah, tailgating, tailgating too. What what did you think about the tailgating? It was good, like like we mentioned, just seeing the fans enjoying before the game and kind of like you know prepping and leading up, you know, that excitement leading up to the moment of the actual match. So that was good. I mean, I agree with Damien. There were some positives where there when there were not no fans in the same in the stadium, like job-wise or work-wise that we could hear certain things and the way like the players talk to each other or like even like I don't know the directions that the coaches are giving them or like to specific players so those were definitely some positives also like getting uh, to the stadium just fast with no traffic (laughs) like (laughs) that but but overall you just that atmosphere is just part of the game and it's so special and just seeing that was was pretty cool. Also, a lot of the fans were wearing the new retro jerseys, or even like the old ones, like the the OG original versions. So uh, that was also very nice to I don't know, just add up to all of this excitement around the game, the, the team having its home debut, and just being back there at Dignity Health Sports Park. So it, it just made it special. And and then if we get into what happened, like in the actual game with the win and all of the factors around it. So it, it just made it even better. Yeah. And you, you talk about the community, the, the galaxy communicate. Uh, I actually saw a, a Christian Pavone galaxy communicate Jersey. I saw, I saw one person wear it. So I was like, okay, that's either, that's either going to be something down in the history books or, you know, or something, but it's like, you know, you, you get to see like, you know, fans wear that and, and how it looked, it looked different because of the color green. But at the same time, you're like, it, it gave, it gave it a little swag because that, that jersey is really clean and really nice. And, you know, obviously, you know, the mix in different colors, you know, I think that that's a, that's what's exciting about this season for the other galaxy because you have the history, you have the history with Greg Vanny, you have the history with the team and, you know, they wear these jerseys. And by far with them playing these two with the, with the, with the green jerseys, they're undefeated. So, if you're the LA Galaxy, you know, you got to you got to look into I don't know if you're into like, you know, like, you know, like conspiracies or anything like that. But I mean, they should keep rocking the green until they lose. What do you what do you think about the, the jerseys, Damien? Yeah, you're right. But uh, I, I was told that they're, they're going to wear them a lot. Um, I don't know what a lot means, but, you know, 32 games, 32 more games left in the regular season. 
I don't know. Maybe they're going to wear them, you know, 20 more times, but who knows? But, um, yeah, you, you, the, the fans love the, the kit. Uh, we saw when it was released, you know, the, the, the passion and the, just the, just the, 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 the fever or the rush to, um, to, to everybody to, to get one. So you would think they would wear it, almost make that like their primary kit for the, for the season. Yeah, no, it definitely has a lot of style, a lot of, a lot of swagger to it. Um, but let's got, let's talk about the game. Obviously, an exciting game, right? Just fireworks. First time Chicharito was was back with fans, and he, he definitely put on a show, right? It, it, like he scoring three goals. Enough said. He ended up winning Player of the Week this week again. Um, but I want to talk about Greg Vanny. Let's talk about Greg Vanny and the job he did here. Uh, Katya, what what do you think? Uh, what did, what have you learned from Greg Vanny, and what did you think how how he produced uh, this LA Galaxy to get the victory today? Or, excuse me, Sunday. Yeah, I mean, coming into the season, we knew, or at least I talked about it that I feel one of the greatest things that the Galaxy did in the offseason was hiring Greg Vanny as the coach. We saw what he did in Toronto, and, and we knew that the kind of coach that, that he is, the, the player that he was, but now what he established um, with Toronto and the championships that they got actually had a chance to go there and, and cover one of their CONCACAF Champions League uh, legs against Club America when I was in Mexico City. So I remember just being impressed. Uh, it was like the first time that I had that uh, approach to the culture that they had created there and just hearing him talk during press conferences and getting to see a little bit of training and, and the the way he would go about things. And, and I, I was like positively impressed with with the way they were working there you know that that mentality just work ethic everything and and I always thought when they hired and announced that Greg Vanny was the LA Galaxy's new coach that it was just a great move from uh, the team to kind of like establish that culture and go back to the roots and go back to what this team had done before and and that they they were in such need of feeling that again and now it's just the results so far in the season is just backing up all of that and, and the work that they've been doing for the past couple months, you know, when they got to work during the preseason. So it's been great to kind of like seeing up close what, what they've been doing and, and now it's materializing in the games, you know, the, the way also th that he has to adjust in, in all of those tactical situations and, and, the, you know, the changes whenever he has had to sub guys and, and they just them responding on the field. Yeah, no, it's been a definitely changed. Damien, you've obviously been covering this team for, for, for a number of years now. What what are your overall impressions after two games with Greg Granny? Well, I'm ready. I'm ready to vote, vote him coach of the year. <laughs> it's it's been it's it's almost been everybody. I mean, he came in talking about culture, 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 some of the team has lacked. I mean, for, you know, for years. Um, and and I, know, I think it was O'Neill Fisher who said a couple of weeks ago that everybody's bought in. Um, and Victor Vasquez said, if Greg wants me to start, he wants me off the bench, I'll do whatever he wants. We really haven't heard that from the from the Galaxy players in years, probably since when, when Bruce was there, really. Um, everybody's bought in. Um, you have young guys he's given chances to to get on the field, something we haven't seen really. I don't know, man. Since ever really, I mean, teenagers are getting chances to play, to get on the field and make their name and, and to get in the hold a spot. So, two games in, I know it's only two games, but they're on the right track. And 
we'll just see how he keeps integrating the new additions and just how things go on from from on. But they're they're on the right track, and it, it was probably the best the best move they made in the offseason, really. Yeah, definitely right to to start off. You know, with two with two back to back victories and the way they've won it, and you know, we see you know even seeing some of the behind the clips right from from Greg Vanning. You know how he talks to the team and some of the things the players have said, like completely different change and just the atmosphere seems a lot more just like relaxed but focused. You know, what I'm saying is 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 just so so amazing how like oh like less than a year this team is is turned into like you know a completely different team. And, you know, everybody's bought in, like you said. And, and another point that you made is the young guys, right? You know, like Autumn Saldana is getting playing time. Players are starting, right? And, and, and it shows that this is a different this is a different breed for the LA Galaxy because all we've known from the LA Galaxy for the last number of years, you know, they typically like to have veteran players. But I like this mix, you know, some of the, you know, the, the international players that Greg Vanny is bringing. You know, obviously we, we're yet to still see Kevin Cabral. Um, but, you know, they made that investment. I think you, you and I were talking about that beforehand, that, that five-year deal. That's something we've never seen from, from the LA Galaxy. He's going to be the, the youngest EP ever, right? 21 years old. And, you know, we've yet to see him. But if, if it's anything of what we've seen from Greg Vanny, uh, we can uh, almost assume that, you know, it's, it's going to be a, a good signing. Um, but one of the one of the one of the good signings or great signings that they made this offseason, uh, Katya, was Jorge Villafania. He had an amazing game. He had I think it was like that breakaway steal that led to Chicharito's first goal. What did what did you think about Jorge Villafania last night? He had a great performance. He's obviously a veteran in, in the league. He he's won a championship with the Timbers, also a championship in Mexico. He knows um, his way around the MLS. He's definitely uh, a great addition for the team in terms of leadership, passing it on to the, the new guys that you were mentioning that are also just growing with, with the team. So um, that was great. And the fact that right now he's still improving and he's still not just learning Greg Benning's system, but he said it, uh, after the game, you know, l- learning and adding stuff to his game that Vanny is asking. Sometimes if he has to, I don't know, play more towards the middle and I say third center back or like help the team in that projection forward, kind of like what we saw yesterday in, in the sense of, you know, pressing, getting that ball back and just, you know, setting it up for Zubak then to um, go forward and, and get that first goal with Chicharito, um, I, I don't know, just like seeing uh, another side also of Jorge Villafaña as a more versatile player that not just can help the team forward, but also and, and that defensive side that's been lacking for the team in, in the past seasons. I think it, it's been it's been good to see. Yeah, we've seen a lot of different things just in these two games from Jorge Villafaña. We're starting to see how versatile he really is, right? You know, he's a veteran in the, in the, in the MLS. What were your overall thoughts, Damien? On Viafania himself, I, I thought when it, when I when I heard they signed him, I was I was debating was was this move was he a better option than uh, who's the guy here last year? Um, Insua. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Insua. yeah. yeah. I felt but the then, same way. Yeah, but you know, watching him and then watching how he played in Portland, um, this seems to be a better better fit. Um, he gets forward. Um, yeah, that's, that's probably another one. Probably. For me, another way shaping out so far, probably another one of those top, one of those key pickups that they that they made. Um, and like you say, adjusting. I mean, one thing Greg has done, he's made he's made some some really key tactical moves these first few games. 
And Viafania's performance uh, really proved it yesterday. Yeah, no, it's amazing because I was with you because in Sua, I felt like, you know, Obviously, 2020 was a, was a, was a bad season for for the LA Galaxy. No secrets there, but I felt like you know at times he was one of the positives on the defensive end. But at the same time, I think when you have a new coach coming in, I, I think Jorge Villafaña might have been a Greg Vanny signing. I, I'm not too sure, but I think he talked about you know he, that was one of the first players that he was interested in signing. Um, but you know everything, like I said, everything he's done, and and we start to see Jorge Villafania, right? He, he's played, he actually played for Chivas USA. I'm not sure if you, you guys are familiar with that, but he play, he's played, at, you know, at the stadium before, but it's it's different, right? When you play for the LA Galaxy, right? And the history that comes, obviously he's from Southern California. He had family in the stands. That makes it so much more, right? So much, you just want to show out for your family, and unexpectedly, that's what we saw from him, right? That We saw him show out you know, do a lot of the little things that may or may not show up in the stats, but it definitely showed up and, you know, impressed us and, and I've definitely impressed you guys. Um, and there's so many things that, 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 that Greg Vanny has done, you know, and another player that I want to talk about is Victor Vasquez. He had an amazing game. He had an, an assist to Chicharito. It looks like him and Chicharito are starting to roll. They're, they're starting to define each other. You know, he's trying to sense uh, like wh- where the movements are. Obviously it's only two games in, but what, uh, Kathy, what did you think of Victor Vasek's performance last night? Yeah, just a quick note. I remember Villafaña was a product of that reality yep. TV show format, MLS Rising Stars. And that's when he, well, he won that and got that break with Chivas USA when he was just like 17 years old. And his mm-hmm. brother was I remember that show growing up. Well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Victor Vasquez. Wow. I mean, no wonder they have such a trust and belief in each other, meaning Greg Vanny and Victor Vasquez. Um, I had a chance to, to see Victor Vasquez when he went to Mexico to play for Cruz Azul. That didn't go well, but also, like he's mentioned before, he didn't feel um, bad protected or like, he didn't receive maybe the help that he wanted from the club because it, it was difficult, a difficult transition from him being in Europe and then just going into this new league and a new city. And then the high altitude, many, many factors that were very difficult for him that he couldn't fully adapt um, to what they wanted of him with Cruz Azul. Then he goes to Toronto and just... It was a major hit there with Vanny and his style of play. They they win the treble. They just win practically everything that season. And it, it was a great breakthrough for him in MLS. The, the way he just found that understand understanding with Giovinco and Josie Altidore. And it's kind of what they wanted of him here now back in MLS with LA Galaxy, mm-hmm. you know, getting that connection and that understanding with Chicharito, with Samuel Grancier and, and the just the players um, in, in that third of the field and going forward. And, and Victor Vasquez said it from the beginning, you know, like it's going to be very easy to just play with Chicharito and just to understand each other because I know my mm-hmm. capabilities. I, you know, I've had a ton of experience now in, in the soccer world and, and I've seen Chicharito as well and I know I'll understand his friends and he has that that touch, you know, that vision, you know, reading the place, knowing where the where the forwards are going and then just getting them the ball, those precise uh just like centers and those precise mm. balls. I think we're I so think we're losing that, you on, on, on the audio. Him. 
on the audio. I don't know if you, we're, we're losing you a little bit on the audio, Katya. It just okay. keeps like cracking. So I don't know if sometimes you may have to put it back, put them, push them back in, or I don't, I don't know. Um, was it cracking for you too, Damien? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. A little bit. Um, but, but with that said, well, uh, we have keep on going and then okay. I'll see if I can fix it. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, with that, Damien, what, what were your overall thoughts on Victor Vasquez? And I'm going to pull up a, a comment we have. Okay. The, the chat says we, we hear you well. Um, but what were your overall thoughts about Victor Vasquez, okay. Damien? You know, I, I think I had a little bit of reservation when they signed him because we know, you know, the time, the time that he, you know, he, when he left Toronto, you know, he didn't really find playing time really. But I know in, in his first um, first conference call with us, he said that he felt he felt the same as he did with, when he was with Toronto. Um, and I think yesterday was – I mean, he had a good game in Miami. But yesterday you can see, you know, his, his movements, uh, the balls he was playing in. Um, even he almost had to go when he made the late run on the cross by uh, Julian Araujo there. Um, and he, he knows what Greg wants, and that's, that's – that's Greg's guy, really. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know each other because other time from Toronto, and it's, it's good to have um, a guy like that who knows what Greg wants and they can pass that information on and that experience on everybody. Yeah. Uh, well, Enrique Gutierrez, Enrique, thank you for letting us. He said we hear her well, so it might just be on my end. I just, I just heard a little cracking, but thank you. And just quickly, Jose says, in my humble opinion, Greg Vanny deserves a lot of credit in the moment. Uh, Galaxy, uh, in the moment, Galaxy is so far. The Sounders game will be a good test to see where this team is. Greetings, great show. Thank you, Jose. He's an avid listener. I, I agree with that. I mean, obviously, the, the Sounders game is going to be a, a great test, but obviously, we, we don't want to get into that just yet. But I think, you know, when you see what Victor Vasquez has done, I saw a lot of people on Twitter. I, saw, I don't know who tweeted this out, but I was like, they, they, they were, it was something along the lines of like, whatever we paid for Victor Vasquez was well worth it, you know, because a lot of people were, were unsure, you know, they're like, oh, his age and this and that. Two games in, and you're like, this dude, this dude could probably play 90 minutes. You know, this, this guy is, I mean, is solid. I Go get ahead. it that there were reservations because uh, because of his age, the fact that he hadn't played much of 2020, you know, his last professional game was like around September or, or so. I, I don't quite remember, but um, he, he didn't play much during the 2020 season. So, of course, there were some reservations like, oh, you know, how's he going to be or what level is he going to show with the Galaxy physically and, and how is he? But, you know, Greg Vanny said it as well. Like, he talked not just to Victor with that um, good relationship that they have, but he also talked to people close to him, people that w- with um, that were training with him during th- that time that he wasn't really playing for a club. So, of course, the team did their research um, in terms of where the player was at right now. And so far, it- it's giving them the results that, that they were hoping for. <laughs> yeah, I'm laughing because Andy, our great friend Andy DL says, so like, did y'all talk about the halftime cookies yet? <laughs> Not yet, hey, but those cookies, uh, cookies in the media room were delicious. Did did you guys happen to to grab one? I grabbed two, but I gave I one away. You gave one away? Nice. I just got <laughs> one. I was like, uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to get into the summer bod. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna cheat and get one. Finally, for everybody that just don't know so they give out cookies at the game during halftime i actually have mine here still it's in show my bag. it <laughs> I'm like going, 
I'll go, let me I'll go get it okay but, um I was gonna like make myself some tea and I was like oh and I'll have my cookie and then I just didn't before so maybe after the podcast now that we're talking about it I'll definitely do that <laughs> Yeah, those halftime cookies. So the, the media room is definitely is set up differently for people here, here and watching. Obviously, you know, we'll, we'll get some food and then at halftime, usually there'd be like coffee and snacks, but because of COVID and everything, they have the cookies wrapped up. There you go. Look, <laughs> solid. Maybe we're going we're gonna to have to have you take a bite, you know, and tell, tell, yeah, right. tell the viewers how it tastes. <laughs> um, now, yeah, because of COVID, they're like individually wrapped and it's not like before that they were just like there and the tray for everybody and we get everything just individually wrapped but still good <laughs> yeah so thank you andy for that mike jones says what's up so obviously i like i said it was it was an exciting game um let, let's talk about chicharito man he put he put on a show and, and it was it was definitely something i was more curious about going into this game like what type of game chicharito was gonna have right i was like okay i, I was he has to score he talked about that he had a depth to play to pay to the LA Galaxy, what better way to pay that off? Starting to pay that off, right? By scoring and you know doing doing what he did yesterday. Damien, tell give us your overall thoughts on Chicharito's performance yesterday. Yeah, I mean it was it, it was classic Chicharito, the guy we watched you know all all these years with all these other teams. Um, one thing that's always fascinated me with him is it, it, are his runs. Um, I brought that up to him in the post game press conference. You can watch the first the first goal. The ball looked like it's going out of bounds. He comes out of nowhere. Boom, he gets it. Um, the second goal, I mean, great ball off, off, off from the wing, and he's there, takes it down, puts it in. And then the third goal, he's just, you know, he made that run to the back post, and he's just, he's just waiting there. Some, something might happen. You never know. I mean, it happened. There he is. Um, five goals, two games. It's, I mean, I, I don't, I don't, it might, it's probably unfair to us to put a number on what, what we think he can score, but, Five through two, you got to think he can. Man, uh, man, that's might be looking at a big number here. Yeah, I was I was saying fifteen before the start of the season. I was saying more than fifteen. Now I feel like that's too low because he has five goal five goals in, in two games. But we have the goal here. I just want to play the goal. So, Chicharito's in front of him. Grand here on the far side. Zubac taking that one himself. Took a deflection. Chicharito scores. He caught up to the loose ball. It's three goals in two games. Obviously, no, the goal and the talk, you're talking about the run, it, it it just makes it seem that like, you know, last season, obviously, that wouldn't have been a goal for Chicharito. But this season, it definitely was. But I think one of the things that, you know, that also went, what was exciting is like, you know, he's having fun. He's doing his celebrations. He's doing the Drake or the Antoine Griezmann. And, you know, like, you know, it's, it's a thing now. Right. So what did you think of his performance, Katya? Yeah, it's a great performance. It's what's given him success, like you were mentioning, and in, in his career. And we're we're seeing that version of him again, enjoying the game, having fun, feeling feeling that support from his teammates, from his coach. The style of play, I feel that it benefits him as well because that's where Chicharito can be most effective. You know, those opportunistic goals because one of the things that he's really good at and he's a very smart player are those runs, like you mentioned. Also, you know, the, those movements in the box because he's not just a player that's 
gonna like create so many chances for himself and like dribble and uh, you know he has to be there in the box and then he he's very smart and, and he'll take advantage of those balls when when they're there or running into the far post all of those little things that that he's that we've seen from him that have given him success and and the fact that he is at a good place as well and at an emotional level and like mental level physical you know all of these components that are so important as well and he's talked about it that sometimes are overlooked they're also just a person a human being that go through ups and downs and have difficult moments 2020 was a difficult moment for various reasons and then like an emotional level and then also in terms of the injuries and he wasn't at his best and he didn't fully adapt to the new league to the team um there were just so many little things and that's why he's put in the work in the off season i, I was just so intrigued and, and i asked him about that uh after the game when when he mentioned that he has a team of people of uh, around 10 oh, yeah. people uh, with him with in terms of you know, a nutritionist, uh, uh, personal trainer, uh, just coach and a specialized team also in, in terms of analyzing data and statistics for like prior to the game and after each game and all of these little things that just definitely, you know, make a difference. And, and we're seeing it now on the field because he's putting the work and now we, we're seeing all of the, the results of the, just that hard work that he's putting in because he said it, like he's in the best shape ever, like in his career because of all of these things and all of these steps that now he, he's taking. And he, he knows that he's going to turn 33 years old and, and so, you know, he's, not 22 anymore he's like oh i wished i was like this when i was 22 but you know he's being smart also um taking all of those steps um thinking for the just the longevity of, of his career and just being at his best yeah no and that's the thing right that, that you see is different right he's 100 bought in um but i i think so. i still see some fans on social media that that are kind of feeling you know they're like oh it's only two games in but everything Captain just mentioned, right? Mentally, spiritually, emotionally, it's all there. Uh, Damien, are you 100% bought in to Chicharito? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we all saw his the work he put in on it, you know, this offseason through his Instagram. Um, and talking to him, he seems to be in a better place, like she's, like Katya said, mentally, um, physically as well. Um, and, I mean, a lot of people, I mean, they can say it's only two games. It is only two games. But it, we didn't see this guy last year. And the Galaxy keep him fresh, keep him healthy. Uh, I think he's on. He's 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 headed for a big season. Yeah. On top of that, right? Scoring goals is scoring goals, right? Five goals, five goals in two games. That you can't tell me that that he's not doing some damage. And and the way he's scoring them, that is vintage Chicharito. That's how he made his name. That's how he made his money. And, and we're seeing that. And I think you know, for the people that may have not are not bought in just yet. Uh, I mean, like. You got to think about it, at least the way I think about it. It's like people just don't score five goals in two games. And, you know, they haven't been easy opponents at the same time. And every goal, he's he's earned every single goal. You know, he's earned every single goal and what he's been able to do. And I just want to play the second goal, um, you know, because I really liked how, how he moved, how, you know, the pass from Jorge, uh, I mean, excuse me, from Victor Vasquez. Another. 
Vasquez kept that in play. Hooking it in. Chicharito got between the center backs and Chicharito scores four goals in two games. The flag does come up. At the end of the play, the call from TJ Zablocki is that Chicharito was offside. Now the play finished, so a video review can show it's a clear and obvious error. Chicharito seems to think the goal will count. Yeah, I so I mean you see it, right? And then he he megged he megged the goalkeeper and just and just to see, you know, how 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 it came from Victor Vasquez. He found him. Chicharito got that first touch and you know, put in there with his left. It's like, you know, this is how he's making his money. And and also credit to 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 Greg Vanny to to understand like, hey, which pieces do I need to bring in here to get the best at out of Chicharito? And now to me, I, I feel like there's no excuses for this, Alex LA Galaxy. If they continue this way to make some damage late, later down the season. Right, if everybody's healthy, and at the same time, like we said earlier, Kevin Cabral is not even here. They're still missing one DP that you know is gonna. I feel like it's gonna elevate things, right? And they're, you know they're still having a couple other pieces come in, but I mean, you you got to think like you know two games in five goals. You know I feel like the sky's the limit for for LA Galaxy and Chicharito. Um, but what what do you think of of him scoring a, a hat trick, Kathy? Like him scoring a hat trick at Dignity Health Sports Park, him showing the fans like, hey. My bad, but let me show out. Let me let me perform to you. What did you, what did you make of that? It was a very special day for Chicharito in that sense. Yes, for the hat trick, the fourth one in his career, both for country and, and club, even though he said he has like a fifth one in there that he um, had when he played Manchester United, but they didn't want to count the second goal. Um, anywho, um, for any forward, of course, scoring goals, is, it's very special. And also when it's a hat trick, even more so. And just the fact that, like you mentioned, that it was at Dignity Health uh, Park, the fact that the fans were present after the 2020 season, that was very disappointing. And it was just this moment of reconciliation with the fans, with the LA Galaxy, it just getting that standing ovation when he was subbed out was I think very special as well. Just hearing everybody chanting his name, saying Chicharito for just any player after difficult moments and just getting to have that high. It was very special with also the, the work that we mentioned that he's putting in and just having those, um, just ripping what he sowed it, it was just like very very special and, and and like you said that many fans haven't like completely bought in well that's chicharito and that has always been his career and there are many that are still skeptical and he's a very polarizing figure but i mean he just keeps on doing what he's been doing <laughs> yeah damien it, I, i'm gonna ask you a tough question i know it's only two games in and there's there's another player across the street but is Chicharito the best show in town right now? Right now, yeah. I mean, because Carlos Vela got subbed out in 20 minutes the other day. It was like, I know. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> come on. Right now, Chicharito is the best show in town. I know. And, and it's maybe something, you know, LAFC fans don't want to hear. But, you know, this <laughs> is definitely something. Um, obviously, I'm not going to – I don't forget Carlos Vela's greatness and what he's yeah. done, right, with LAFC. You don't forget that. But – Unfortunate he hasn't played, you know, for injuries and all that. But Chicharito's put on a show. Like I have a feeling if 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 after this game, um, if if 
if we were a hundred percent capacity, I feel like the, the stadium would be sold, sold out. Like uh, no, nobody, everybody would want to go to the game, not just because Chicharito, but they haven't been to a game in over a year. Right. So whenever that happens, what is it like June, July? I don't know when that's going to happen in California, but whenever that happens, I have a feeling that the stadium is going to be sold out every single game. If, if Chicharito and the LA Galaxy obviously continue this run, because it's going to be a hot ticket. And then, you know, two weeks from now, you you got you got the LA Galaxy coming. I mean, LAFC coming into town, El Trafico. And then I did I did see, I don't know if you guys noticed, but I did see some LAFC uh, gear and like merch, some people wearing hats at the stadium. Did you guys spot, did you guys spot that? I didn't see that. <laughs> I didn't. I did. I did. It was, it was, I was surprised. I saw a guy wearing an LAFC hat. I don't know if it was Andy. I don't know if is Andy still here, but like, uh, I think some of them might've gotten kicked out because I think, I think I saw Andy tweet out that, you know, like, or their people were giving them, you know, they're telling them stuff. And I was just like, Hey man, it, it's not LAFC's game, but you're coming out. You're, you're wearing, L- you know, if you're an LAFC fan, I don't know, maybe, maybe not wear a hat when you're not, you guys aren't facing each other. That's my, my recommendation, but Hey, you know, but I, but I did see that. I think Andy ended up tweeting that out. But um, obviously, moving forward, right, they, they have another tough game, uh, maybe their toughest opponent yet. And they also travel on the road. They're, they're going to face the Seattle Sounders, who I think are, is still the team to beat in the Western Conference, right? We, we've seen what they've done the last couple of years. We see what Brian Schmitzer and, and uh, right, Nicholas Ladero and all the, the whole crew that they have down there. They're, they're, they're a tough team to beat when it comes to playoff time. Obviously, they tied against, uh, uh, you know, LAFC this past weekend. It was one-on-one. But, you know, like it's a tough opponent. How do you see this game shaping out uh, for the LA Galaxy, Katya? Yeah, definitely. They're going to have two back-to-back games that are measuring for sure because I see those teams going deep, you know, in that run in the Western Conference. So it's going to be good to see. You know, the LA Galaxy now go first against the Seattle Sounders in that away atmosphere that's always uh, tricky going up to Seattle and the turf and all of that, especially Sounders just being one of the most successful teams in, in the past years. And then they'll have the rivalry against LAFC. So Bella, Bella better step it up because everyone's just going to be waiting for Finally, that clash between Chicharito and, and Vela and Chicharito now is just having a, a great run like, like we've been talking about. And, and with Seattle, we, we have to see if Nicolo Deiro is going to be able to be back because he hasn't played uh, with Seattle so far. But it's a team that has already created something special with Brian Schmetzer, a style of play and a, ideology, veteran players that just know what to do. Raul Ruiz, that is just a killer in the box. Uh, so it's definitely going to be a good test for them. Yeah. How, how do you see this, Damien? Obviously, we know Seattle Sanders are a never easy team. They're, they're always a tough team to beat. But how do you see this shaping up for the LA Galaxy? They've they got to travel up north and play up there. Yeah, like Gatio said, I mean, you're, you're going on turf for the first time. Um, and it's a Seattle team without Jordan Morris. Um, you know, he, he suffered an injury when he was away with Swansea City, but they opened up with a 4 0 win over Minnesota United. So, Smetzer just does a great job. Um, and he's plugging, he, he also pl- he plugs in veterans and homegrown kids, and he just gets the most out of that group. He's been there a while, and it's always a tough task when you're dealing with a team uh, coached by Brian Smetzer. It's gonna be a tough, a tough showing, 
But as the Galaxy start playing more Western, you know, when they, when they get to their Western Conference schedule from here on out, now you got to watch how, how are teams are going to, you know, defend, you know, Chicharito. I mean, it's that's always, you know, everybody wants to, you know, do the same thing to keep him from scoring. So how does Seattle sort of mark him? Um, so we'll see how, you know, how it plays out here. Yeah, and that's interesting because they they played uh, against LAFC. I think the first two games they played with five five in the back line. They pay, they, you know, and that's interesting how you know how they how, uh, LA Galaxy's potentially switch up things. We've really seen, you know, Greg Vanny go to a four four two. He did that in the first game against Miami, and I think you know, I think it's gonna, it's gonna definitely gonna be a game of tactics, right? With this team, obviously the turf, the ball runs a lot faster. And, you know, it runs a lot faster. The game's a lot different over there. But I, I'm very interested to see how, you know, they go up to Seattle. If they ever, you know, if they come up with points, and do they get a, do they get another W to get a tie? You know, do they, do they get the first loss, right? There, there's a lot of things that can happen. But I think one of the things that I, I want to see is how these players grow. You know, do we see the same thing out of Viafania again? Do we see the same thing of, you know, Victor Vasquez that like we've been seeing the, the first two games and, and the ball movement and everything, you know? just Do we see the same thing, you know, from Jonah Rajo to have the cross, um, you know, from, from, from uh, for, you know, for the third goal for, for, for the other galaxy. I think that's one of the things that we want to see and how the midfield plays. Obviously, they're still going to be without with uh, Sebastian Leggett, uh because of the suspension. But, you know, there's, there's a lot of moving parts, but I think there's also a lot of opportunities and a lot of growth. And I think this is this is a time where you're going to be like, OK, everybody's going to want to be tuned in because I believe the game's around, I think, at six o'clock. Um, so this is this is a game everybody's going to want to tune in, right, and and see what what the galaxy are made of in the third game because everything so far has been impressive. To get six points, I, they're the only team right now to get six points. All right, and the way they're doing it, what what are your thoughts of, of them? I think ESPN had them number one in the uh, in the power rankings, right? The, the power rankings. But uh, what what did you make of, of uh, them getting six points and being ranked number one, Katya? Uh, sorry, I lost you. I lost you a little bit. I was saying, uh, what what do you make of the LA Galaxy getting six points, um, and also being ranked number one in, in the ESPN Power Rankings? Yes, I mean, I heard the stat after the game that they hadn't had like uh, started the season of six points since 2010. That's pretty impressive. You know, it goes back to what we were talking about, that this team had struggled to find that culture again. And we've been hearing and hearing that um, uh, over and over. So just to think, just think about it. 11 years without starting a season like this, a perfect season with two games and six points, two wins out of those two games. I mean, it, it's pretty great. And it just talks about that work that and what they're creating right now with, with Greg Vanny, with the team. I've been very um, intrigued by the fact that every single player has mentioned the word family. So when they just refer to the team, refer to the group and talk about just how they feel right now, um, as part of the LA Galaxy, they're just describing it as a family. We're, we're a family. We're playing more music. We get to be ourselves. We're just enjoying the game. And that, of course, it just it's a, a reflection, you know, what's happening within. It's a reflection of what we're seeing on the field. And it's been very, very special. And, and it's going to be great to just see it develop. Yeah, no, and that's a thing that that's a big thing, right? That we we've seen with them, and they they've talked about that. Uh, what what do you make about that point that Kathy just said about like how it feels more of a family for 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 the Galaxy? Because I think was I think it might have been Bill Fania. He says, or, or I forgot who it was, but they were talking like 
or it might have been Ethan Subak, but he was talking about like, yeah, like we, you know, the relationship off the field is, is just so much better from last year. You know, the thing we talk about things of being outside the field. And I think that kind of caught me by surprise because I was like, well, what did you guys do last year? <laughs> like, you know, like, like, obviously it's COVID, but like, you know, like, hey, you know, let's go here. Let's go have some food. Um, but what, what do you make of the LA Galaxy feeling more like a uh, family? Yeah, it's, it's not the first time I've I've heard that, you know, them say family a lot and brothers as, as well. Um, it makes you think, I mean, how, well, we all know when Zlatan was here, how divided things were, <laughs> um, you know, in the locker room and on the field. But uh, last year he wasn't, he, first year he wasn't around and, you know, they, everything was, you know, never easy last year, but maybe now you get a, you know, a fresh face um, coaching staff. I mean, Vanny's back, you know, uh, Kevin Hartman and uh, Dan Kalishman, former Galaxy guys there. And guys are just, I guess, more relaxed now. Um, I don't know. It's just weird how, I mean, of course, Vanny's made a lot of changes, brought in a lot of guys. But, you know, some of those players are still here. And it's it's, it's night and day, really, the, the way things are right now. So, uh, Yeah, maybe- it, it, just, it just makes you wonder, like, you know, if they were got Vanny sooner or, or whatever, right? You know, obviously we can't play into that, but it just makes you really wonder, like, what what was really going on the last couple of seasons with you know with uh, Guillermo and a couple of things? Because even the first, I think that what it was the first couple of seasons that he was there, the first season was there. You know, he did have a slot time, and I think they made it to the playoffs. But like to say that you know this is the first for you know Jonah De Santos, he's been for the club what like four four years, five years maybe four years, you know. Um, you know, it's like for him to say, like, this is the first time I felt like, you know, we're, we're together and we're, we're, we're a family and stuff like that. It makes you like, dang, like you, you, t- I understand in pro when you're wearing pro sports is different, but I was just like, I, that kind of caught me off guard that he was like, yeah, we're playing music. I was like, what did you guys do before? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, did you guys not play music or, or what was it? Cause I'm, you know, you used to people like in locker rooms around diff- different sports, right? Uh, play, people playing uh, music and stuff, but I guess that's something I never caught on uh, before. Before uh, COVID times, uh, 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 Andy has another comment here. He says, "Vanny with Slaton would have been a headache." <laughs> 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 or, they, or they could have been really good winners. I don't know. Like, uh, you know, they they got. I mean, Slaton did a lot, but we don't we don't need to go back b- back down that that path. But I think anything Greg Vanny does it, it is amazing. And if you've guys been able to catch some of those you know, uh, post-game conversations and, you know, what what he says to the team. It's just like, it makes you feel like, it makes me feel like I want to play for that guy. Like, you know, like he's like calm, he's he's chill, but he's so straight to the point. Like, you you're know, inspired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're inspired because it's it's not, it's not like, I don't know. It's just like, it's so smooth. And, and you know, when we talk to him in the media and we ask him questions, you know, and I think you asked him about, um, you know, uh, about like Chicharito's third goal with Victor Vasquez. And he was just talking about like, you know, Chicharito knows that if Victor goes to the front post, he, you know, that's what a good forward does. He goes to the back and, you know, just the way he talks and, and explains us to us so far, he's been very transparent. And I think it's, 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 it's like a breath of fresh air, at least for me. I don't know what you guys think. Uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> going from, going from Bruce to Kurt and awful to Ziggy Smith to Guillermo, this is like, man, this is heaven right now. Yeah. Be great. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, he's open. I mean, he's he's open. Um, and also, one thing I didn't mention: did anybody else get the, get the feeling that he wasn't really, not say 
pleased but satisfied with the performance yesterday, really. He sort of had a tone of, you know what, we, we, no, we did what we had to do and we got the points and got out of here. But I, I, I think he wasn't pleased with how the game sort of broke down. Um, you know, I guess he was concerned with possession uh, probably in the second half there. Yeah, he, he didn't seem as happy like he did after the Miami game. If, if mm-hmm. you think about it, like you were down twice and then you came back from that. and It was special here. Uh, the fact that you ended up suffering, yes, they added 10 minutes. That was crazy. But then, or like at the end, almost 12, who knows? But um, the fact that you just had to be watching the minutes tick down and then just being worried about that because they got those uh, defensive, I guess, um, atenciones. I forgot the word in, in English, but... Um, they just made some mistakes that that led to that New York second goal that made them, you know, suffer a little bit towards the end. So he clearly saw some things that he didn't fully like. But like we're saying, it's just two games into the season and it's always going to be better to correct and to work when you have those six points in the back than when you're losing and then just stress starts piling up. Yeah, no, now that you mentioned it, Damien, I, I do think back when, um, obviously, the, I think the first goal that they gave up, uh, I think that was it was such a bad possession play for them. Because I don't I don't recall, I think Ethan Zubak might have missed the ball. He didn't go for the ball. I forgot which which of the two things that happened. And then um, and then they get they get scored on. And then I think he also mentioned about the grass. He talked about the, you know, the, the grass, how, you know, he talked about how the New York Rebels tend to press up. And if the, if the ball doesn't get to you and if the grass is dry, the ball tends to like, he, you know, he was explaining it. He tends to not go as fast. You know, I'm just paraphrasing here, you know, saying that, that, that was some of the reasons that, you know, that the Red Bulls were able to, to able to, you know, you know, do some of the counterattack things and stuff. But, you know, that, that you make, I mean, that to me just tells me that this guy wants to win you know, three zero. He doesn't want to give the, any, the other team anything, you know, and Jonathan Bond, you know, he got scored on twice, but to start the game off, he hit, he got, he got rocked. And I was like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I, I don't know if he's going to get up from this because the way he got rocked and then you're, you're just, I was like, man, keepers are just built different. And then he had that, 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 that acrobatic save too. that. Like he dove and it was just amazing. You know, I think, you know, if you look back at the game, there's, there's a couple plays that you could be like, okay, maybe you could be better here and stuff. But I think those are things that you, you definitely want to clean up as a coach. Um, and just quickly, I just, I, I have the, the Chicharito third goal. I just, I just want to play it here. To win championships. There's Araujo who started the sequence. His cross in flies to his Vasquez Chicharito. The acrobatics, the hat trick. I had it. I was trying to get it up, but it wasn't working. But I just wanted to play. I think the thing that that's so interesting about him scoring the hat trick is he did it in one like seventy seven minutes, you know, or, or I forgot when he got subbed out. And I think that another thing is is like imagine if you would have been able to play the full ninety minutes, he might have had another opportunity to potentially score there. But I know we we talked. I think Kata, you you asked him about about his injuries or about yeah. the injuries, and he just talked about the soreness. That's not something I really picked up, but people were telling me yeah, that that's, that he was, started that's what they were saying. Up and they just wanted it. Yeah, that he started cramping up, so they just wanted to be safe. 
Yeah, and I think another thing is too, like Jonathan Dos Santos is, you know, I think the one thing about Jonathan Dos Santos, he hasn't played a full 90 minutes yet. Um, obviously, you know, we, we know his history with his injuries, but he had a great game. Um, how do you feel about Jonathan Dos Santos so far, Damien? They got to do their best to protect him. Um, I mean, do you want him to go 90 now and not have him, you know, in September and October? Um, I'd rather, you know, if you can if you can get him safely through a game, 75, 80 minutes, you know, take it because he's, he's going to affect the midfield. As you can tell, as when he went off, the game sort of sort of stretched there in the second half. They, I mean, it was back and forth like a like an old high school game there, just back and forth wild wild soccer there. But um, having him in that middle, um, you got to have him there this year. I mean, we saw last year he was off and on. He was injured. And you, know, you gotta, just got to protect him. I, I didn't think an injury was that serious because he stayed around the sideline when he was talking to the training staff. Uh, if you remember last year when he got injured, he just, you know, limped off the locker field room. and back up to the locker room. So um, got to gotta keep him fresh, got to keep him healthy. Uh, he's, he's another big piece to this team. Yeah, no, you, you make you make a great point. All right, what did you guys make of the 10 added minutes, the 10 extra minutes? Because I, I thought that was wild. Like, to play 10 minutes, I was like, oh, okay, they're probably – I know there was, like, injuries, there was time stoppage, you know. But I was like, okay, maybe five, maybe six, but 10 minutes, and it was a wild 10 minutes. It was, 10 minutes probably felt like an hour for Galaxy fans. Katya, what, what, did you, what did you make of that? It was crazy. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, 10 minutes? I get it that when they go to the VAR and also because there were a lot of substitutions that you add um, those minutes uh, at the end. But 10, really? I feel like five, six tops, you know, would have been okay when I saw that they put on the clock. I mean, 10 minutes, what was that? Um, oh, well, but I, I did feel like it was way too much. <laughs> Yeah, Andy says 10 felt like half an hour. What did you make of that, uh, Damien? Yeah, 10 was a lot. I mean, I thought maybe six, maybe seven. But the crazy thing was when he got to like 99 and then Zubac went down. And I'm thinking, oh, <laughs> yeah. three more minutes. You're going to be here all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was wild. Um, I didn't think 10 minutes, but, you know, the Galaxy, I mean, you got to think back too. There was a play there when Fisher. We, got, we almost got a full extra time. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, when Fisher got tangled up with Frankie Amaya there late. Oh, it could have been a penalty. Yeah, yeah so you're right. The whole game could have changed there, like the 98th minute or whatever. So, it's, yeah, that, that was wild. Yeah, no, the, the thing about that was like, you know, I was like, I was like, I think what I also learned about the Galaxy, you know, Jonathan Dos Santos was not on the field. Chicharito was not on the field. Right. I think we saw Cameron Dunbar. I think he, he did Zubak went to play up top. Uh, we saw even oh, Rajo was chasing players up top. O'Neal Fisher came in. Uh, Efrain Alvarez came in. So we 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 got to see that the LA Galaxy were able to close this game out with, with some of the young studs, uh, like we talked about earlier. But what what do you make of, of this team being able to do that with with Efrain Alvarez, with O'Neal Fisher, and and the way they they're able to move this team, uh, move the pieces around. Closing out the game is definitely important, especially the way uh, everything happened and with the stop time that, that we've been mentioning. Also, before I forget, I'm, I'm glad that you brought up earlier Jonathan Bond, and we haven't mentioned him much, and I know he hasn't um, been as tested. I mean, he has uh, in a few situations, and he's responded well, but I feel like he was also a great addition to the team and down the line, just having that security 
that he's brought so far is just going to be great, you know, moving ahead in, into the season. Uh, I feel like we, we're going to see more of him. And I think he already is helping in the sense of just having more structure in the whole defensive unit and, you know, what he can do. Just when you have a goalie that just, you know, like transmits that security, it's just a game changer. Yeah, no, that make, that makes it interesting. Um, uh, what what are your thoughts on uh, uh quickly, uh, Damien, on Jonathan Bond and what he's done these few, first few games? Yeah, it's certainly they've certainly improved themselves. Um, the goalkeeper position, um, like like Katya said, and also one thing, he's making saves and he's talking to the media, so that's already improvement. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Like you said, it it, it feels good, right? Uh, Yeah, because goalkeepers goalkeepers see the game differently than everybody else, and you want to, you know, get inside their mind a little bit, see how they how they see the game. Um, And so far, he's he's been he's been you know uh, well forthcoming, talking to the media and everything, and he's making big saves. Yeah. No, I mean, he's been impressive so far. And just to wrap things up, I'm going to play this video. I think the Galaxy just released this video. But this is this is the, the post-game footage of Greg Vanny talking uh, to, to the team right after they won. I mean, the, the LA Galaxy just have to do a behind-the-scenes, uh, you know, series. I don't know what, what Time Warner's doing or Slack, and I know this is the last year of the contract, but this is, like, gold content, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if they're not going to do something with Time Warner, like, Galaxy, then this needs to be, like, a 30-minute episode, like, 30-minute 30, 30 uh, show from what we're seeing, because I know it's a minute, but I don't know how you guys feel, but I need to see 30, 30 minutes to an hour of that. How do you feel about that, Captain? Are you there, or did we lose you? Oh no, I'm here. You now it's amazing to to see. You know, you you feel inspired as well, and the fact that you know he just gives a recognition to the group, to the players, the fact that they've been working hard, they've earned those six points. And I think it is just very special because, it, like we mentioned, when, as individual athletes in this case, they just feel valued and they feel that they they have that recognition from from their coach and then they're also seeing it on the field it just makes it all better yeah damien how, how do you feel about that do we do we deserve 30 minutes or should we just keep getting these one or two minute clips that will keep wanting us uh keep at, we want more yeah i mean those those minute those clips are, are are pretty cool there takes sort of takes the, the fan inside inside the, the locker rooms you know since 
know, since media can't be in the locker room, uh, for at least right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, that's that's something to me. Maybe maybe put a mic on them. I mean, I know I know Fox does their their halftime or whatever first half, second half interviews. But um, yeah, they have pretty good. Dallas has a good social team there. They can come up with something there. Yeah, no, they're doing good. And quickly, just to wrap things out, uh, Andy says, "Wow, laugh a lot, wow, Bingham Shade." Uh, we never, we never brought, we never brought the name up. I don't, never, I don't know if that was uh, Damien. Go ahead. Never said his name. Dame, okay, there we go. That, Damien responded. So Andy, and then uh, Andres Torres says, "Respect, chicha dios." Um, and then uh, Galaxy Guy Podcast, he says, "Great to see Damien and Katya on your show tonight, Gio. We love what you're putting out there, brother. I appreciate it, man." Um, but guys, that, that's been, uh, we, we've you. been here for a little bit, about an hour. Um, I want to thank you guys for being on. Um, is, if there's anything else, I don't know if you guys want to talk about anything else, but I think we kind of, we kind of touched on almost everything. Um, but Katya, uh, let the people know where they can follow you. What, go ahead. What was that? What, the Super League? Oh, the Super League. <laughs> nah, forget it. Forget I don't it. know if we want to touch that. That, that, that was, <laughs> oh, they yeah. lit a candle and it was gone. It was gone as fast <laughs> as it came up, man. I nah, forget it. <laughs> No, we don't. We don't need to touch that. I actually had a, a Sophie, and she had, the whole week she had been talking about the Super League and this and that. And I was like, "Don't worry, we're talking about LA Galaxy." Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're, we're glad that's over. Yeah, Victor Vasquez said that was disrespectful, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, yeah, yeah, you. we we, 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 we don't here. Yeah, I want to touch on that, but you can follow me uh, at Katia Castellana. My name. Like you're seeing it here on screen. I forgot to add the ad here, but next that's time, pretty next much time. my handle for everything. <laughs> yeah, Damien, obviously let the people know uh, where they can follow you, where they can reach you at. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at Damien Calhoun, um, first name and then last name, C-A-L-H-O-U-N. And um, also LA Daily News, SoCal News Group, covering soccer here. In, in Southern California. Yeah. Guys, uh, quickly, Mike Jones says LA Galaxy, or backstage LA Galaxy. Exactly. That's that's what they need to do. Um, guys, if you guys enjoyed this episode, make sure to give this a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your music. And, you know, every Monday night, we're doing live streams. We have great guests, great reporters. That they're inside the beat of the LA Galaxy. So if you guys want to join us, those that are listening to the podcast, you guys want to join us, comment, you know, get involved, interact with us. We'd love to have you every Monday night. Uh, around seven o'clock, we're talking LA Galaxy. And if you guys want to follow me, you can follow me on Twitter at Gio Garcia LA. Make sure to follow us on everything LA Soccer Hub, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're putting the content out there, guys. Hopefully, you guys enjoying it. So for Katya and Damien, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody. Bye.